0: Comes in every aspect of life, in every form of um, sector of our society and throughout history. So think of Da Vinci's uh, Mona Lisa, um, Albert Einstein's theories about space time, Richard Branson's entrepreneurial leadership, and Bill Bailey's stand up comedy. You know, we're all creative regardless of our vocation. As I said earlier before, working in the church, one of my jobs was as an industrial designer. And I can remember I was working on a particular project and I got a bit stuck. I was working on a temperature sensitive health and safety sign. (laughs) Sexy stuff, I know. (laughs) And um, I was trying to work out how I was going to use some thermochronic ink as part of this new innovative sign. And... I thought, I don't think this is going to work. And um, I was at church one day and uh, a friend of mine said, well, why don't you pray about it? Why don't you pray about the product development of this sign? And I, th- I thought, it's never crossed my mind at all that God would be interested or know anything about thermochronic ink. <laughs> I, I, it never crossed my mind that God would be interested in, 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 in health and safety signs you know, or how this would come together. But anyway, I heeded his advice and started praying. So I can remember being at my desk um, uh, and sitting down, and when I got stuck, I just started to pray about this project. And I prayed through the different aspects, and it felt really, really weird. Um, But it was remarkable what happened. Um, To my great surprise, um, things began to change, and conversations started to happen. And... uh, parts of the project came together um the press even heard about it and it was featured in the local um press uh, and it was a relative success at the end of it and I couldn't believe it and I thought you know it seems to me that God really does care about creativity now whether you work in the creative industries or uh, whether you feel like you had creativity kicked out of you at school. We are all creative because we're all made in the image of God. Whatever ways you are creative, whether that's kind of in a professional manner or as a hobby or both, God really is interested in it. God cares about business people, but he also cares about commerce. God cares about mothering, but he also cares about mothers. God cares about artists, but he also cares about Art. Today, I just want to sort of draw on the kind of biblical narrative from creation to new creation really briefly and just show us from the scriptures four ways we can all be creative. So, first of all, create because you want to. That's what God does. Right in the beginning here, Genesis 1 1, God created. Creation has a a person behind it, the creator God. And when God constructs the world, God makes something good out of nothing. It was a totally free act of God. The world is a result of God's deliberate, intentional, creative freedom. Genesis 1 verse 27, a little bit further on from the passage we've read, says that we're made in the image of God, meaning that we're creative because God is. Is creative. Now, when we create, we make all sorts of different things, don't we? And many of these things have functions. So we create things like bridges, which gets gets us from one side to another. But many of the things that we create, like music and art, don't have a function as such, do they? So the first thing that we need to grasp about creativity is it gets us into the realm of beauty, of delight, of joy. Whether we're paid to do it or not, um, it gets us into that kind of realm. And this is most easily seen in the arts. So take, for example, um, Nick Fidian Green. I don't know if you've come across um, him, one of our most accomplished and innovative artists. Um, he's well known for um, the monumental Horses' Heads. I've got an image of one of these which might come up. Um, There are a few of these, um, you might have seen one of his huge horse's heads in uh, Marble Arch. Now, I can't think of any reason to have a giant horse's head in the centre of Marble Arch. Now, you know, it's inspiring, it it promotes wonder, but I can't see any need or, or purpose for it. So why does he make them? Well, now it's part of how he makes a living, that's why he makes them. But the deepest reason is simply because he wants to. It could be hard work, I'd imagine, to make a monumental, huge uh, horse's head, but he takes delight and pleasure and joy out of doing it. And when he does so, he does something God-like. Nick Fiddy Green doesn't need a reason to create. He does it because he wants to. And if you're a Christian artist or creative here, you can very often feel like you need a reason to create what you create. That it needs to have a function or that you feel guilty if it doesn't have some kind of religious content or um, it's not useful for the church. But what you create doesn't have to be a painting of a dove. It doesn't have to be a play about a gospel story. It doesn't have to be composed in the major key. You know, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. For example, just by creating something beautiful, you reflect something of the beauty of God. Your work brings praise to God. These two aspects... Of God creating simply because God wanted to. And human beings being made in God's image. Explains why all of us are creative. You may delight in all sorts of different things. Cooking, photography, decorating your home, gardening, woodwork, scientific inventions, doodling, origami. All sorts of things. The list goes on. Creativity is in our DNA. Create. Because you want to. That's the first thing. Take pleasure in it, explore, delight in it, take joy in it, wonder, even though it can be hard work. Second, create out of love. God is love, says the Bible. God's been loved right from the very beginning. And when God decided to expand his love by creating the world, God is literally ecstatic he goes beyond himself he goes beyond what is required to create the world out of love and God because God creates out of love we're to create out of love too I've got a friend called Andrew and Andrew is a furniture designer and he makes beautifully crafted wooden chairs and he just absolutely loves it when people are sitting in his chairs He takes real delight um, out of watching people sit in his chairs. Being creative is a a way of loving other people. And you don't have to be in full-time Christian ministry or run a charity um, in order to love other people through your creativity. A fundamental way of loving your neighbour is to do whatever you do out of love. So if you make laws you'll be making really good laws if you're in business you'll be creating really great products and amazing jobs if you're in HR you'll be thinking really creatively about how you can help people flourish in their role through our creativity God is transforming the world be creative in order to love God's world to love other people Now, this isn't easy, of course, is it? Um, Creating out of love is uh, difficult. Genesis 3 tells us that uh, human beings have rejected God. We are good people who have gone wrong. Ever since we rejected God, we've had the inclination to create out of selfishness, anger, out of Pride solely for success or money. We can create to establish power, security, or to control others. We can even use the good creative gifts that God has given us to be destructive. Take, for example, the Tower of Babel, uh, the story in Genesis um, 11. I've got a slide here of, I don't know if you've seen this, this is a picture of um, uh, an installation in the Tate Modern called Babel and um, it's hundreds of um, second-hand analog radios stacked up uh, one on top of each other and um, the radios sort of compete uh, within, with each other uh, and the, the noise is kind of like, like a low um, continuous noise very confusing if you've um, been there and heard it and seen it and in Genesis Um, 11, the Babylonians wanted to build this mighty tower, this um, great city. And there was nothing wrong, of course, with their um, architecture, their economics, their uh, science, their art. But the problem was they were using all of their creativity to make a name for themselves. They were establishing their value, their their, uh, importance on their creativity. And when you do that, it sadly leads to sadness, drivenness, and ruthlessness. Our actions aren't always pure, are they? But the liberating news is by following Jesus, we can create out of love more than out of selfishness. We live in a broken world, but we create out of love because that's how God creates. Third. Create despite the cost. When God chose to create us, he gave us free will. Genesis 3 tells us this. We, because we have rejected God, we know that we have free will. So creating human beings with free will w- was a great risk for God. In giving us free will. God gave us the ability to reject him and sadly that is what we did. That act of creating was going to cost God because the way that God was going to solve it all was to come himself in the person of Jesus Christ and to die on the cross for us. So the amazing thing to notice here is that God didn't withhold himself from creating because of risk because of potential cost God knew that the world was going to cost him but he did it anyway God willingly came himself in the person of Jesus dealt with our sin dealt with death dealt with evil on the cross you know what looked like the greatest failure was the greatest success the cross of Jesus brought us forgiveness from our sins Victory over death and evil and the clearest demonstration of god 's love for us that we would ever need, God created out of love, and he, he came in Jesus out of love God loves us despite the cost now, when we create, it can cost us too can 't it let 's just take for example you know two examples so Uh, A venture capitalist or an investment manager is presented with a new investment opportunity. Uh, A human need or business case is presented with the solution to that need. The VC um, uh, then risks or invests their resources in the hope of seeing that enterprise succeed. The business therefore meets a, a human need and this creates jobs and human flourishing. This project was successful, but many others have failed. So they create despite the cost. Let's take a different one. Um, An artist. An artist creates a new piece of art. They exhibit the piece. But in order to have created and exhibited this piece, they've had to be vulnerable. They've had to expose themselves. They've had to put themselves out there. It's been a risk. It might fail. This piece has been well received, but many others haven't. They create despite the cost a good example or illustration of, of this is um, the rehearsal of um, uh, This Is Me. And I wonder if we could prepare the, the video. Um, I don't know if you've seen um, The Greatest Showman. Um, and um, uh, Kiala, um, uh, there's a clip on YouTube. I think about 17 million people have downloaded it. And it's Kiala rehearsing This Is Me. Uh, and um, it's amazing what she does. Is um, she's standing behind a, a music stand, and she has to come, finds herself coming outside from behind it, and then her performance really takes off. So it's about a four-minute clip, but I think it's worth seeing the whole thing because um, it gives us a good illustration of this. We'll see if we get the sound, otherwise, I'll just talk you through it. Here she is standing behind the music stand. <laughs> this is Kiala singing um, quite softly at first, um, and um, it didn't end like that. It, 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 it's um, we'll give it a moment, um, and then if it doesn't work, we'll just and Justin just written this new song called This Is Me and uh, we knew that it was going to be the anthem of the film um, but no one had heard it before and no one had heard Kiala sing it live. Kiala, who I didn't even want to come out from behind the music stand. I didn't. I, I kept saying to her, just step out because this is your moment and you have to step out into the ring, metaphorically, because that's what you're doing and you have to stand right there in front of everyone and just belt this out. And I didn't want to. In fact, I stood behind that music stand until the day of that presentation. There was a moment in the song that I actually was so scared that I had to actually grab Hugh's hand so that I had somebody to hold on to. And then we got to the end of the number, and all I remember is just deafening, deafening applause. It was a sort of otherworldly experience. It was one of those moments that will stay with me the rest of my life. Unfortunately, we filmed it. I'm not a stranger to the dark. Right away, they say that we don't want your broken parts. Learn to be ashamed of us. I love that because if Kiala hadn't have taken the risk, if she hadn't have made herself vulnerable by coming out there, then her performance would have been limited, wouldn't it? But by, but by taking the risk, by being vulnerable, she found a greater freedom, a greater liberation. And that's what God wants for us. God wants us to be truly ourselves. And it means risk and it means vulnerability. But that's where we find the greater the freedom, the greater liberation. You know, God wants us to say to the world, this is me. And as we do that, we will be a display of God's glory that we were made to be. Create despite the cost and do it in God's strength for his glory. The fourth and uh, final point. Create out of hope. We've noted God's world is broken, but our hope is secure because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God is not going to throw away the world. He's recreating it. God is renewing it. Nothing good is going to be wasted. God created the world and he's not giving up on it. So, Revelation 21 at the end of the Bible tells us that God is making all things new. We're heading towards a new creation with no more sorrow or sadness. And most of you are in jobs which are probably going to be in the new creation. We're going to need musicians, we're going to need architects, we're going to need investment managers. They're going to be in the new creation, and those jobs will be perfect without the frustrations. I wonder if you've come across uh, Theaster Gates. Uh, there's a, a, a picture of uh, Thiesta. Um He was born in uh, Chicago, where he still lives, and he's a, a Christian. And uh, he started out um, uh, as a potter, and um, uh, he, he got into pottery because he loves the idea of taking what we might think of a, a lowly material, mud, and turning into turning it into something really rather fabulous. But one of the things that I found really amazing about this guy is that much of his artwork is constructed from essentially rubbish. So in Chicago, it's quite, where he is, it's quite a rundown area. There's lots of um, empty, derelict buildings, and he goes into these buildings and he finds the rubbish, so things like um, chipped concrete pillars and floorboards and old fire hoses. And he takes these things, he dusts them down, and he transforms them. And then he sells them. And he sells them for huge amounts of money, because he's now a really well-known artist. And people around the world are buying these pieces. And then he does something even more remarkable. is The money he's got in from these pieces of art... He then reinvests into the building which he found the original pieces in. So, for example, there's a picture of one of the derelict buildings. I think he managed to purchase this for $1. So he buys this building, goes into it, finds some of the rubbish, transforms it, sells it for huge amounts of money as a piece of art, and then he does this to the building. With those proceeds, he transforms the building into a community hub. Or space for um, various different um, aspects of community life or the arts. This is what he says he's doing. An artist's power isn't the ability to monetize a moment. The real power artists have is the capacity to change the world. There's all these people in the world doing horrible acts of destruction, levelling mountaintops, creating wars. There's got to be some, someone countering acts of destruction with acts. creation I think that's amazing you know he's a cultural entrepreneur and whether we work in the creative industries or not we can be cultural entrepreneurs in our roles in our lives you know when you take something that's broken and you breathe new life into it you're creating out of hope when you find a broken system or procedure at work and you refresh it you're creating out of hope When you help a family member or friend um, who's in a place of negativity, you take them out for a meal, you're creating out of hope. When you come up with an idea to help everybody on your street switch from from their energy supplier to a clean energy supplier, you're creating out of hope. Create out of hope because God's not throwing away the world. He's renewing it and he's transforming it and he's doing it through us let me finish um, with this before we pray Um, do you know who the first person in the bible to be filled with the spirit was It, it wasn't a priest it was an artist Bezalel in Exodus 31 and I think that's another sign that God really does care about creativity and more than that it's the spirit that brings inspiration and there are all sorts of books out there aren't there on creativity on the topic lots of how to's lots of top tips and they're helpful but why not pray to the source of inspiration himself why not pray to the creator God and say Lord bring your spirit to inspire me afresh and I thought maybe that's what we could we could do now we could pray and ask the Spirit to come and ask the Spirit to come and empower us come to help us to create freely to do so out of love to do so despite the cost to do so because of hope and as we do this empowered by the Spirit we will be a display of God's glory and through that People will see the presence of God and God will bring His transforming power into our world. So we stand together. And as we stand, why don't we just maybe put our hands out as a sign of saying Lord come and come and meet with me now come and bring your inspiration into my life you know we don't we're not trying to work up being creative we are creative and let's ask the Holy Spirit to inspire that creativity within us whatever he's called us to wherever he's placed us so come Holy Spirit Come and pour your inspiring power out upon us afresh. Let's just, um, let's just wait together.